Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. On today's episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast, Sean Fitz and myself take a closer look at who made it and who didn't for last weekend's game against Northwestern. It's also the bye week, which means James Franklin and his staff will be out on the road throughout the weekend. We'll hit on a few players to know there. We'll end up we'll end the podcast then with a couple prospects in New England that Chad Simmons was recently able to see. Let's go. All right, Fitz, it's the bye week. Do you got anything fun going on for the bye week? Uh, anything, anything fun? Anything uh, yeah, I think I'm heading to Colorado tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited about oh. that. Uh, Great American Beer Festival happened to line up with the bye week, which does not happen very often. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go out there for the next couple of days. Did you have enough vacation this summer, man? I mean, come on, I'm, I'm a little jealous right now. But This was scheduled before any of that was in motion. So uh, once they came, actually, once they came out with the Big Ten schedule uh, last year, it was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm in. So, uh, yeah, I like a good beer fest. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. So sorry, but also really, really not sorry at all. Well, I get to go to DC on Friday to see Birchmeyer versus Donko. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a little, not quite as fun as the American beer fest, but I am looking forward to, to seeing those guys. At, this weekend. at least but, they'll play every play and you don't have to worry about scoring and all that kind of stuff. I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay with that. 
Right. And I'm hoping they go after, you know, actually line up against each other, too. That would be some good clips. But all right. Anyway, let's get into Northwestern. Uh, I think it was, a. I mean, considering the weather, I don't think it was too bad of a list. Uh, there, there were a couple guys who didn't end up showing. Sean, I'll, I'll just kind of throw it your way to, to start. You know, who were the kind of the top guys that, that you really want to hit on in this list? And, uh, you know, what do fans need to know? I mean, I think coming into it, the, the focus was on the 2024s and even the 2025. Dalen McCutcheon, uh, the receiver from Texas, made it up and bless him for it, man. I mean, you, you saw the weather and everything, and it was that that's a heck of a trip to make. And and you, it makes you think of of last year when Dakari Nelson did the same thing. I think it was for the was it for the Rutgers game or the Rutgers. Illinois game. Mm-hmm. It was for the Rutgers game. I I mean, if you're if you're making that trip on your own dime. For this weekend, you, you've certainly got some interest there. So it'll be interesting to see the track that his recruitment goes. He was at Oklahoma the week before, so seems good. Uh, somebody hit me up from down there said they've got, I think, four D1 receivers on that team. So uh, I don't know that he'll put up the numbers of a, of a D1 receiver as a sophomore, but uh, certainly schools are looking at him already. Penn State already uh, offered him. Um, I think the one thing that we were looking at in 2023 going in was uh, that of Rodney Laura, the, the former Virginia commit defensive tackle uh, from Woodbury Forest School in Virginia, originally from New Jersey. He was up this weekend. You and I talked, especially on the board, on the lines then, um, that uh, Penn State wasn't completely sold on him. I, I still don't get the sense that they are. Uh, I'm not sure which direction that recruitment is going to take, but I, you look at what Penn State still wants in their recruiting class where you're talking D end receiver, uh, another running back offensive tackle. Certainly uh, they've started looking at the Juco ranks for that. Um, and D tackle would be a luxury. And I'm not sure that he's above the line in terms of pushing that across and being a plus guy. Right. Makes sense. Uh, I'm going to switch over to a couple of 2024 guys that kind of stand out, or at least guys that I've spoken with uh, already. Eric Lee, IMG Academy safety. Good talk with him. I mean, so the weather, the weather is what it is, right? So normally in these in these uh, recaps, where you know, how was the crowd? You know, what do you think of the student section? All that kind of stuff. Well, I, <laughs> you were there, Sean. I was watching on TV. It looked like there really wasn't much of a student section by the second half. Uh, but of course, you know, he had good talks with the staff. Uh, I think that was a, the key takeaway. Uh, you know, Eric's really kind of building a good relationship with Terry Smith. Uh, he's down at IMG Academy and now originally from Camden, uh, checked in around six foot 185. We have him as a, as a three star player. And, you know, like a, like a lot of these 2024 guys, it's let's see how the film comes in and see where things end up from there. Uh, I also caught up with Juan Manaya, uh, six foot six, 315 pound uh, offensive tackle from Paramus Catholic. Another player, I think, just to keep an eye on here. Uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of the film and, and, and what we see over the next six weeks are going to kind of determine where he where he ends up. But, um, you know, just like Nair Daniels, who was also there, uh, a massive player. I mean, that the, the offensive linemen they're going after in this class are are kind of on a different level than what we've seen in recent years. And I, I think it's clear they're they're trying to find true offensive tackles. But uh, Juan also had good things to say. This was his second uh, visit to Penn State since uh, April and. Uh, he has one other visit, I think, lined up for Michigan State on October 15th. So Michigan State and Penn State definitely seem to be the two schools uh, emerging with a Mania. But of course, like I said, let's let's see how the uh, film comes in. Uh, one other guy, uh, Jalen Harvey. Jalen Harvey made it, Sean. We, we, were, yeah. we, were, we were wondering if Jalen would make it there. Uh, he made it up as well. Um, I, I think I have to also mention Caden Brown, notable prospect out of Erasmus Hall. He was one of the few guys that uh, we didn't really have on the list originally. And then he tweeted out, uh, I think it was, I don't know, late Thursday Friday or early morning. Friday that, 
yeah, that he'll be there. So uh, Caden's a, a good-looking prospect out of Erasmus. I think this was his first visit there. Um, but but on three has him, man, on three has him 106 in the country right now, uh, where if you look at the consensus, which is the industry average, it's it's substantially lower at 351. So Charles Power is is clearly seeing something there. Uh, Malik Washington also made it, Sean. Did, Sean, did you get to watch Malik at camp this summer? I can't remember. Were you at that camp or not? Yeah, he was a he was a camp. He throws a nice ball. Um, got good size. Um, there's a lot to like there. I think what we're just going to keep coming back to with all the 2024s and 2025 Malik Washington 2025, by the way, um, mm-hmm. is that there's so much tape to to go through on these guys that y- you mentioned with Manaya and some of the other guys. There, it's an evaluation process, not just with the stars, but also with is Penn State going to seriously consider them? And Malik Washington, a good start to his career. Archbishop Spalding high in Maryland, which of course uh, produced Zaki Wheatley as well. They also had Jaden Ships up, a 2025 uh, defensive back who I t- took a look at the film yesterday. I was pleasantly surprised by it, by him as well for a sophomore. So um, Archbishop Spalding has a couple of guys worth watching. But yeah, Malik Washington, um, one of those quarterbacks that's it's got a regional profile right now, but probably should continue to get better and, and, and continue to expand his recruitment. But Penn State was one of the early offers on him and they did get to see him at camp and at that position, it's so important for for him to come in and, and work with Mike Yersich and work with the the offensive staff and and try to um, you know get get a feel for what he is because we've seen it. Um, quarterback coaches, uh, offensive coordinators like Yersich, they have a particular type. Uh, it's not always the highest ranked guy. It's the guy that they want to do. You saw that with, with last uh, cycle, Drew Aller was was not a highly ranked kid. Yersich came in and said, "I want this kid. I'm going to make it happen." He made it happen, and all of a sudden, you've got an eventual five-star. So it's, it's just a very uh, interesting way to look at it because, you know, these quarterback ev- evaluations are so important, most important position on the field, but it's not always going to go along with what we say. And, you know, I'll give the coaches the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah. Malik being a 2025 guy, no rating on him yet. Six, uh, four, 200 uh, Virginia tech in Maryland are the other schools to offer. Um, I think he ran like a four, seven at that. Four, camp, seven. Which is, yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think it's not, you know, it's not for a sophomore, you know, 6'4", 200. Like, that's, that's, that's pretty really good. good. Like, that's yeah, really yeah, he good. can, yeah. he can, he can definitely uh, keep improving on that as well. Uh, but one other thing with Malik, too, I, I had an interview with him about a month ago, and there is a good relationship with, with Zaki. Uh, he, he, he stays in touch with Zaki. So, uh, obviously, he, Zaki's having a good uh, start to his career, and I'm sure that uh, relationship should only help moving forward. All right, uh, coaches, bye week. This is uh, always one of the most fun weeks for us to try and track everything down. We're still kind of in the process of doing that. Uh, but, Sean, I'll kind of throw it your way to start. Just kind of what's the schedule looking like? It looks like kind of they'll be here for the beginning of the week, and then like Thursday is when, when things are really going to start taking off when it comes to those recruiting visits. Yeah, so I think in the past sometimes they've gone out on Sunday or, or Monday, and that, that's not happening anymore. Penn State was in town Monday Tuesday and we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. They'll be here Wednesday and Thursday. That'll start to splinter off. You'll get uh, Franklin going out on Wednesday evening. You'll get some coaches going out uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So spending more time on the front end with game prep, obviously with Michigan. And and that's been a big criticism of James Franklin in the past in terms of how his teams play coming off a bye week. So I would say just from, from an onlookers perspective, comparing it to past years, spending a little bit more time on the team side of things, which, that's why we're here. You know, you're here to, to, mm-hmm. to follow the, uh, the, the actual team um, from a recruiting standpoint, 
James will go out Wednesday night, see a bunch of commits, and see some guys that uh, you know he he's been wanting to check out for a while. Uh, stop in and see Carmelo Taylor in Virginia, Mega Barnwell. Uh, go with Jaywan Sider down to South Florida. Check out King Mac and Conrad Hussey, which um, I'll say surprisingly here, but surprisingly quiet on those fronts um, in terms of recruiting. They seem pretty solid to Penn State, which you know being in uh, Fort Lauderdale, that's a that's a long way away. So you would expect a little bit more chatter. Um, with them, but they seem pretty good. Uh, maybe sneaking a, a, a stop at former commit uh, to Marion Parker in Alabama. Um, but yeah, just getting out, seeing a lot of those commits, seeing some other guys that, that we're going to we're going to continue to track through the week. I know Ryan's going to be on top of it uh, later on this week, but uh, excuse me, but uh, going to get out there and, and and see some dudes. And uh, you've got assistants going all over the place. One one that I've highlighted: uh, t- Taylor Stubblefield and Anthony Poindexter. Going to go see Cam Selden committed to Tennessee bad year to recruit against Tennessee though. I will say that uh, because they're, they're a top 10 program right now as well. So uh, maybe in the past you've seen that program fall apart, you know, as the season goes along, I don't know if you're seeing that this year, they've got some big games ahead of them, but Penn state's still in regular contact with cam Seldon, one of the top of the board targets and has been for a while. Um, and then uh, later on in this weekend, sort of a mix of the two Ty Howell's going to be uh, up in new England, checking out Samson Oaken Lola and Andrew Rappelier going head to head. I know that's a game that you had on your calendar, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think the, the, the Birchmeyer to Donko one, uh, one out, I think for, for good reason. So they're going to be all over the place. Uh, as I said, Ryan will continue to monitor it uh, all through the week and hey, does a, does a great job of following where those coaches are supposed to be and where they show up. Yeah. A lot of text messages going out here in the, in the, in the days ahead to try and track all that stuff down. Uh, one other, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention too, is you, you brought up Franklin, South Florida, Cider, Chris, Chris Johnson Dillard is, isn't that South Florida? I believe, I mean, you know, we've talked about him as a running back that at Penn state's working hard on running back is becoming more and more important here with Devin Ford now uh, leaving the program. So I, I mean, I had running back as like fourth, fifth on the on the priority list a couple of months ago. And now it's like, man, is it like one or two? I mean, you can tackle running back. I mean, they feel like they're ahead of wide receiver in my eyes. Yeah, you can make that argument because uh, Chris Johnson, number one, could play, I think, either. He's a tremendous athlete, dynamic athlete down there in South Florida. Um, it, I think it's very interesting. Uh, he has not set up an official visit, but uh, still continues to talk and, and an update on, on three last week. He said the Miami start is something – not alarming, but it's something that's not helping their cause right now. So that's just a little window that you can get into. And and for a program that's a thousand miles away, you'll take any, any of those that you can get. So yeah, Chris Johnson's in there. I know that they've been recruiting some running backs committed to other programs. And that's something that, you know, that they hope to get those guys on campus, but until then um, you kind of, kind of wait and see with those guys because it's so, um, it, it's so fluid with uh, with those committed yeah. prospects right now, but yeah, they're they're on a bunch of running backs right now, and and hoping to add to London Montgomery, who obviously is missing the season, and with Devin Ford off the team, with looking at what you've got with Katron Allen and Nick Singleton, and then what does Kevon Lee do? There's there's plenty of um, room for speculation as to what they're going to do at running back, but they they do want another body in there, uh, whether it's a freshman, whether it's a transfer, whether it's both. It's it's hard to say right now. Every day. We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, we're seeing coaching changes every week now. Of course, Paul, Chris was out. Uh, your, your boy at Colorado's out. So, I mean, that, that's, that's going to just keep coming at this point, I think. And uh, the more we see there, the, the that's, more. That's where the uh, Colorado yeah. job is right now. It's your boy. You don't even, you don't even realize yeah. who you're talking about. <laughs> I can't Colorado. remember his name off the top of my head. No, I mean, I, I was having this, this discussion this morning. I mean, is, is that a, even a decent job anymore? I know it's a, it's a hard, hard job to go into and, and try and resurrect uh, a program that won a national championship. 30 years ago, but I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's really tough and I'll, I'll stop, you know what? I'll stop out and ask while I'm in Boulder this week. You know, Brett, I, do you see Brennan pushing the Ricky Ronnie on Twitter? Uh, the other I, I night? did not see that. Yeah. Well, he's got those Kansas state roots. So he's been out there before and he's, well, he's mm-hmm. actually from Colorado. He's from but, Colorado, right? But he, yeah. he spent a lot of time at Kansas state. So, I mean, I've seen worse fits. I mean, you've got uh, you've got, you've got other guys that have been shoehorned in, and uh, yeah, plenty of coaching changes happening. Um, the Wisconsin one. I know you and I were just kind of like taken aback, and then you take a look what? at the stats and the um, you know the the record against Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and the fact that you know the Big Ten West does make it easier to win out there, but you want to do something with that and turn that into something. Um, I mean, I, I was surprised, but then you, you take a look in hindsight and you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe it wasn't as good of a run as we, as we thought it was. Wisconsin fans, obviously, and Barry Alvarez, I'm sure had something to do with it. Uh, probably felt that same way. Jim Leonard, man, I, I think they're going to try and try and keep him or they're going to do everything they can to try and keep him right. They're going to give him a runway and see what happens there. And if not, Hey, maybe you go for Brett Bielema. I don't know who knows, but, uh, I, I don't think that's coach, bad. man. That's a, that's a dangerous, uh, that's a dangerous team right there. And by the way, mm-hmm. the, while we're speaking of coaching changes, West Virginia, man, that, that, that's one you, you usually don't, uh, you know, track those for that long, but Neil Brown, is going to end up not, he's going to end up missing a bowl game. It's going to end up just, they're kind of in purgatory right now. You're just waiting for him to get fired. That of course is going to turn back uh, the, the speculation machine on Rodney Gallagher. Penn state has stayed on him as well from, from a recruiting standpoint. So um, those ones that pop up, uh, you know, at least in the, uh, in the locality of Penn state, it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. I got to circle back to one thing we to mention with Chris Johnson too. He has taken two official visits so far. He actually went to Utah, another Utah guy, uh, South Florida to Utah. That that's a, a pipeline you know you never see coming. Uh, but he also has an official official set to uh, Old Miss in November. Just wanted to mention. Yeah, I think that, Old Miss so. is, is firmly in that. By the way, Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously don't know what happens with him in the coaching cycle, but Lane Kiffin is is very appealing to those guys in South Florida because they can they can play offense. So yeah, yeah, not Old Miss had a big. NIL rally this past week and I was reading up about it how like I guess in Mississippi your coaches are allowed to talk to NIL representatives I think that's like a, a state law in Mississippi I, I was reading something about it I, I should probably read on it more before we run our mouth on the podcast but anyway there was a big NIL rally there this weekend and, and the speculation was you know they're they're doing this because they want to make sure Lane doesn't go anywhere and NIL now is you know, that, that it used to be facilities and recruiting territory, right? Well, now NIL is kind of like the reason to, to, to pull coaches away, I guess is what yeah. you're getting. Well, as long as Brett Farr is not involved, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> All right. Time to transition here. Uh, Chad Simmons was up in New England this past weekend. 
checking up on a few guys that are really important to Penn State. Of course, we, man- we mentioned Samson Lola, who will face Andrew Rappelier this weekend. Uh, Sean, I mean, not a whole lot there with Samson. The, the, the mindset still seems to be that Miami's the team to beat. Although, I, I, well, let me see. He's taken – is he taking Alabama so far and Michigan State, I believe? And then, you know, there's talk about USC as well. But the, the main thing is there's not a whole lot of talk about him taking a Penn State official, although they're trying. Yeah, they're trying. And I mean, that's kind of what you got to do at this point. They've had him on campus before, um, but it, he just keeps going back to the culture at Penn State. The culture, you know, he's good, good fit and everything. But you just realistically, you don't see that one happening, especially when you're talking Miami, USC, Alabama. It, it's a little bit different in terms of, of what he's looking for. I know his brother's at Pitt, but that, I don't think that has anything to do with uh, with his eventual outcome. So um, uphill climb might be generous uh to say that but uh penn state's still trying still doing what they can but uh, i mean that one seems pretty well off the table yeah uh, a couple other guys uh in new england we got to mention is it gerby lambert i believe offensive lineman 2024 uh you you clarify that penn state has offered there which was something we were wondering for a while because he's, he's a really good prospect we, we knew Troutline was very interested but he never actually put it out there that they had an offer uh, you clarified that there is an offer there now. Chad seems to think that uh, he has real interest in Penn State. Just uh, have you learned much about him? Although I, all I know is he's a top player for them. Yeah, not a ton because he has not visited yet. But uh, he he listed Penn State as one of three schools he talks to the most. And it was kind of like, well, if he doesn't have an offer, why is he talking to them the most? So check with some folks. And and he definitely uh, does have an offer from Penn State. Uh, that's one where you just have to get going to have to get him down eventually for a game. Uh, we know that a lot of those New England schools play on Saturdays instead of a Friday nights, so a little bit tougher sometimes, but get him down for a game, see if you can get him down after the season. Uh, I think very green in terms of his re- uh, recruiting prospects right now, but uh, one another one of those guys, you know, big, big kid, uh, can move very well. There's a bunch of those, as you mentioned, in the 2024 class, and it's also very nice to to see on guys like Manaya. Um, them making it to campus at six, six and actually being six, six. We've seen that in the past where six, six becomes six, four really quickly or six, three or even worse. So um, that, that, that's a good thing, but Gerby Lambert, big guy. And then you transition to Liam Andrews, who was uh, at camp this summer and was awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, kept up with Birch Meyer and, and Javen Williams and those guys in the 2023 class and, and seemed to really fit in there. I think Penn State's got a real shot there. Um, I think he's probably their top interior prospect in the 2024 class. We talk about guys that uh, in, in that cycle right now where you want to see more film or you want to know if if their takes or not. But I think Liam Andrews is, is a no-brainer if you're Penn State right now. But um, Ohio State's involved. A couple other schools um, are – I think Alabama's involved as, as well. Um, we'll see if he gets to that level. But uh, certainly a kid that can play. And he, I think you and I walked away from camp or at least watching – the video from camp um, very impressed with Liam Andrews as a potential center or guard prospect. Oh yeah. Liam Andrews was one of the best performances we saw at camp all year. I mean, I, that, I mean, I, so he checked in great size wise and, you know, performed really well in drills, but I think he had a, I think it was like a four, seven shuttle. And I think this broad was like eight ten, which is pretty good at a guy, at, you know, almost six, four, two sixty two. Uh, I, I think it was one of the best, uh, best projects we saw from any offensive lineman this year. So, you know, just measures explosion. And of course that's a very important trait with offensive linemen. So Andrews, as I, in my opinion, without a doubt, their top interior guy. Uh, one other thing with Gerby too, six, seven, two eighty five. It's just like uh, Nair Daniel. It's just like Wamanaya. They are looking for size at the offensive tackle and he fits that well 
Uh, Lambert, by the way, is the 12th ranked player in the country by on three at the moment. Number one offensive tackle. So just like Samson Okanola, man, like just like him, man. good offensive. I, I actually <laughs> did not realize he was that high. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's impressive. He's number 50 in the consensus, number 12 by on three. So um, certainly a player we'll be talking about a good bit. Uh, well, who else do we have to mention? Oh, Dylan Stewart, too. He Chad did get an update on Dylan Stewart. He's not a New England prospect, of course. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, I think, it, think it's worth mentioning. Uh, Stewart has some good things to say uh, about his Penn State visit. He has a couple other visits. I think he's trying to go to Ohio State uh, mission game at the end of the year is what Dylan had to say. Uh, just another five-star guy that we're going to be talking about quite a bit uh, throughout the region. And, you know, not going to be easy for Penn State to get him, but uh, he's he's going to be one of their top five, six, seven or so prospects, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the edge rusher is is such a premium. Uh, Stewart came up earlier this year, and um, you know, Ohio State, Alabama. You just <laughs> read that read that list off again, and and you'll see um, that uh, that it would be a tough fight. But Penn State wants to get him or got him up for the whiteout last year. Got him up for a game earlier this year. Just keep getting him back, doing what you can. All right. Well, that's it for me this week, Sean. I don't know if you have anything else. I know you have a lot of beer drinking ahead of you while I track down a bunch of coaching visits. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, anything else uh, on the on the docket today? I think we're good. Nope, nope. I uh, just like the video. I know that was the last thing T. Frank told oh, me before he came T. on. T. Frank, and forgot. I did it um, again. Like, follow Sorry, us, uh, you know, subscribe and, uh, and and do all that kind of stuff really helps us out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's probably about it from a recruiting standpoint. Got a couple of weekends off from a visitor standpoint. And I know that whiteout list will be cooking in no time. It's already cooking, man. I think we're already at like 20 or so scholarship players. Uh, we haven't put it all out there, but we've been chipping away at it behind the scenes. But, all right, guys. Well, for Sean Fitz, I'm Ryan Snyder. We appreciate you guys, uh, you know, tuning in. Give us likes. And, of course, subscribe to BWI. The dollar deal really is going to end soon. I promise you guys we've been pushing it forever. Uh, but it is coming to an end. But appreciate you guys uh, listening today. And we'll talk to you next week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 